Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us, fully clothed. Woohoo! Today we have a special guest. You will recognize her very beautiful voice from season one. Uh, hot topics in the hot tub. We got Kendra back. Welcome, Kendra. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. She uh, she she read the call out and she filled out the application form and naturally she was accepted. Um, so welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I like I was saying, I was uh, walking my dog, listening to your guys's, I think the last one, and and heard. The talk about default parents and the open auditions and I was like yep that's me 100% I think I fit every single role that you were talking about I'm like I think I've been every one so I can do you one better too I'm also divorced and a single parent so here we go this is a one-stop shop <laughs> it is a one-stop shop I feel like I have a lot to say I, I said to Keelan I'm like it's me 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 I'm your person and uh, I said I think this conversation could go any in any direction so I'm very, I'm looking forward to it. As it usually I got lots does. To, I got, yeah, I got lots to say. Yeah. Okay. Like always. <laughs> well, and you know, my, well, my friend also said, she's like, well, I listen to your podcast and you do understand that you're not a full-time stay-at-home mom, right? She's like, you get, you work like outside. Like, so she's like, you're not even, you need to bring someone else in because you're not it. And I was like, oh, I didn't really think about that. She's like, <laughs> you also run classes and all this. I'm like, oh. I suppose. Hey, she's like, yeah. So there's an application form out too um, now for a full-time stay-at-home parent. All right. Full-time stay-at-home something, but I don't have a (laughs) husband's or kid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I was a full-time stay-at-home mom for a lot of years. So. Okay. Take us on your journey. Done at all. Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) This is always that moment of like, hmm. What? Uh, you'd be happy to know, Kaylin, that I also did make notes for this podcast. As oh, well. <laughs> my freaking hell. Yeah. You are going yeah. against our philosophy. Unscripted, unfiltered. No, I mean, because I just, is. I know, because my brain goes into like a million different directions. And I'm like, there's this really important things I want to make sure that I don't forget to talk about. Okay. okay. I mean, maybe, maybe we won't get there. Maybe we will. I don't know. We will. Um, yeah. So back to the default parenting. Mm-hmm. I I get it. I when Mel when you were talking about like that resentment piece, like well, you both were talking about it, but I was like, holy man, yeah, that you know that leaked into my my house, and it was it ran deep. It really really ran deep. So <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Okay, There's, like, why don't we start like- with? So you said, let's start kind of at the beginning. Um, sure. When you were that full-time stay-at-home mom. Yes. You were okay. default parenting, I'm assuming. Take us there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I was doing a lot of thinking about how, how we get into that role. So um, this is because I, I was the stay-at-home mom. And I think just by default, you become the default parent. But then also when I went back to work full-time, I still was the default parent and I think it's more of like a societal issue, you know, like I think that's something that's been kind of passed down 
through generations and not just mine, but like your, the partners as well. You know, like that's kind of like that old school thinking. Um, so yeah, when we, when we had Noah um, and I, I was stayed home mom and we decided that we were going to grow our family and that's, you know, um, just doing the, the math uh, and cost and of childcare and all of the things, you know, it made more sense it would, and we were lucky that we were able to afford that I could stay home with the kids and that is what we wanted to do and it was great and then you know you fall into that I mean you are the one that that does all of the the scheduling the running the doctor's appointments dentist the medicine the the caregiver the nurturer you know the cook the chef the, the chauffeur like all of the things um and I, it was okay because that was kind of you know, we had talked about it. That was our agreement. That's what we did. And then fast forward um, some years when my youngest started school, um, I also started to go back to work. Um, and, you know, right away, I felt the, the, the overwhelm. You know, I felt like, okay, I'm out of the house full time. Um, now I'm, you know, and then I'm still expected to do all of the things and it was, it was exhausting and I felt it very quickly. Um, yeah, it was, I remember having a conversation and, um, you know, I had said, I can't do everything. Like I, I need your help. Like I, I'm feeling like I'm struggling here. And the conversation in return went like this. I don't want to have to go to work all day and then come home and help you. <laughs> and so it was like, huh, okay, well, we've got a problem now. Like, cause this isn't, this isn't working for me. And you seem to be completely unwilling to, to go beyond. And I want to have a disclaimer right now. Like he was a very, very hard worker. He was very good at what he did. He was a really great provider. Um, you know, and then there falls that, that, um, that paradigm of who's more, you know, whose job is more important, who makes the most money, you know, it was clear that obviously his role uh, would take precedence when it when you broke it down. But, you know, then did that, was that a fair enough reason to put all of the, all of the rest of the responsibilities on just me, you know, and then enter resentment? and anger and all of the things it was just a big melting pot I mean in our marriage there was a whole slew of other things happening you know in the background that it all just it just all imploded eventually so yeah it was it's tough um but even still to this day you know like I'm the one that knows you know who can't eat this who you know, gets cranky when they don't eat, who, you know, what their doctor's names are, how much medicine Leah's taking, what the name of it is even, you know, like the number to the pediatrician, like all of the things. It's just, I don't know. Can we just hit pause here, Kendra? Because I think you bring up a very common thing is like um, his job is more important because it brings in the most amount of money. But yeah. Mm -hmm you're still doing like 5 billion jobs and he's doing mm -hmm. one. And then mm -hmm. no wonder that that's the breeding ground for resentment and stuff. And it's just like, at what point do you see yeah. people as equal and all jobs important <clears throat> and like that partnership yeah. and let's do it together. Yeah. 
Um, which I mean, fast forward another bunch of years, but this is an important conversation because you know we I just am recently divorced, separated for for quite a few years, but um, have just gone through the process this earlier this year, um, and the topic of like spousal support, you know, was uh, a big topic of contention because um, I mean, and it is in the world, I think, or in whatever Canada. Uh, the states, who knows, um, where, um, like, I was made to feel like I wasn't deserving of any kind of compensation for my role in our family. Like, it just was deemed, um, like, I should just be doing it all for like, free, I guess. Mandatory. Yeah. You birth yeah, some children. Exactly. This is your responsibility yeah. now. And it, and it falls, it fell on me, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, but the law is in place for a very good reason. And, um, you know, <laughs> there's probably going to be hate on both sides of this, but it's just, it is what it is. It's just factual. And um, it, there was even a point where I was feeling like, um, you know, do I deserve that? Or like, in some way, is it minimizing his, uh, you know, his working role in everything? Like it was... It's a really big mind fuck and, and it's uh it's it's hard and it's but it's important because that role of like stay-at-home moms you know people aren't taking it as seriously as they should or like realizing how much how much it takes out of you you know it's it's tough I mean yeah I mean even though like my kids are older now and uh, it's gotten a lot easier, but I mean, it was, you know, that's, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime and uh, it's a tough fucking job. <laughs> and I think it's hard so. to, because in our society, we have, we place so much value in monetary compensation and that's how a lot of people place their value and their worth. And I find mm -hmm. like simple things of like, sometimes I'll ask, cause like, yes, I work outside the home. I don't make a heck of a lot. So like I couldn't do it solo at all right now. I could, but mm -hmm. what I'm doing currently. And um, I think like, I sometimes find myself like, oh, can I buy this? Like I'll ask just because in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not making any of the money. Or when we went to purchase like a house, I am irrelevant in the equation. If anything, I'm actually a factor that brings it down. Which really <laughs> yeah. sucks because I work hard, but none of that is seen of value when it comes to mm -hmm. buying a house, buying a car, applying for a loan, going, you know, mm -hmm. like going to get groceries, even like I'm going to get groceries. And for some, like it's our money, but for some, it's like, well, no, some people might say, well, it's my money. How much of my money did you spend or whatever? And it's a real, yeah. like you said, it's a mind fuck because you do not get compensated for everything you do. And a lot of what you no. do is invisible because you don't tell people mm -hmm. the day ins and day outs of what you do and there's no compensation. So there's nothing that they can tangible. There's nothing tangible that they can put to your efforts. Therefore, That's you must stay at yep. home in your pajamas all day and do nothing. <clears throat> yeah. I've actually heard that about, about myself. It's, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, what a life I have just hanging out in my PJs all day. 
you know, but I look, I look at the home that we built and the kids that we raised and I'm like, you know, it just, it was hard. There was a lot of things that I had to like, just let go of and be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. The people that know me know things, you know, and that's at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What anyone else thinks about me is none of my business and, and, uh, the law is the law. I, I spoke specifically to my lawyer about this because it, it bothered me, you know, and she said, she said, this is what it is. She said, it is like a income compensation because of the wage disparity between men and women to begin with, first of all. And, and the fact that that, that, that role uh, as the, the caregiver is so, um, like you said, like, it's just, it's not a tangible thing, right? So they, that's what they, that's what this, that's what the law is for. It's to, to make it tangible to say like, no, you are actually worth something. You have contributed in a completely different way. And this is how we're going to, you know, it's like, I know he was saying, you know, I have to start over at this age. And I said, I have to start over at this age, you know, like I'm starting over as well. And just one quick, one quick thing, Kendra, sorry. I just don't want to move on from this. Um, it is, you know how you're like, it's not tangible and everything like that. I totally agree. But like, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, you are doing the most important work because now you are raising three contributing people to society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. insane to me. And if if yeah. I came across a resume, like if I was hiring someone and it said like stay at home mom for 20 years, I'd be like, you are the person, you know how to organize things and you have skills, but in the real world, that's not how it's seen. And so like, thank no. goodness that we do have the law and yep. Mel. But if you were to put full-time daycare owner, that mm-hmm. would have tangible, someone would look at it and be like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like in my and- head, if you're paying someone to watch your kids, mm-hmm. that's seen as valuable, let's say, and I'm saying this in monetary terms, but if you yourself stay home and watch same children, you stay at home in your pajamas and go get a job. And yeah. if you had to hire out for every job that you did all day long, like, mm-hmm. holy expensive. It is. It is expensive. And, and we both know this. This is why we made the option, like the decision in the beginning, if you know that it was feasible, it was more feasible to stay at home and do that job. Right. <clears throat> and then, you know, when push comes to shove, then it's like, you know, then the views get changed and it's like, whatever. I don't care. You know, I know I did it and I did it well. And I am fucking taking that credit 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this kind of like <clears throat> segues into another thing I wanted to touch on about the difference, you know, about like when you're in a relationship, the difference basically between like a relationship and an actual partnership, you know, because I felt like we weren't, we weren't a partnership. And you almost have to look at it like, like a business, you know, it's like when you both have strived towards like a common goal in the end, you know, you, you're working together as a team. And I felt like we were not like, we were not a team. It was like, we were just battling each other. And I mean, you put that into any business scenario, what's going to happen to that business? It's going up in flames. (laughs) And that's exactly what we did. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, I think, to understand um, 
what like what an actual partnership means what would make it like successful so like mel you and your husband seem to have you know um you, i think you got to figure it out i think you figured out the secret i don't know if we you know i wanted to ask you boss, but um, it works <laughs> well yeah whatever you're doing it's working you know i know like there would probably have to be like i mean obviously trust <clears throat> with each other like you have to if you didn't, if, I mean, if, with any, with any relationship or partnership in your life, um, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything, you know, you, there's nothing that you can't, you cannot build a foundation with there's, if there's no trust there. So um, that, you know, in my situation that there, it was lacking for mm -hmm. sure. Um, once it gets broken, it's really hard to, to, to get back to a place of, of a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. You know you're standing on broken legs and it's tough yeah no and I think that like I think for me that's why I don't resent Ryan for being the default parent because I mean today I walked in and he was making dinner he brought me dinner mm -hmm. like there is that partnership where like I'll yeah. pick up when I need like you work together like we both have our main roles but we also know when we come in we drive and flow without like yeah. type of thing you know exactly. laundry's mm -hmm. going there's a butt ton to fold yeah. so hopefully we get that done today but yeah it is and so therefore yeah. like yeah it's it's cumbersome sometimes all the things that mm -hmm. go on in my head in regards to that default parent mode but I also know that I have a teammate right behind me not even behind me beside me that I Mm -hmm. at a drop of a hat I can say go do this and totally and that's yeah there you go that's you know that's and that's that's like a mutual respect that you have for each other and, mm -hmm. and that's that's important you know and I think probably I just I can't speak for you obviously but I think me going forward if I was to ever get into another like partnership with someone like I think it's important to have very defined expectations mm -hmm. you know and to discuss like you know these are my strengths these are my weaknesses. So like, don't, you know, don't expect much for me in this area, but you know, I'm kick-ass in this area and kind of like, um, uh, I think if you like show up, you know, I think Brene, I watched this up Brene Brown clip and it was like, you know, you just to have that really clear communication, like effective communication where you can say to your partner, like, you know, I'm only operating at like 30% today you know, and they have to be willing to be able to pick up the other 70. And it's as long as it's give and take, and it's not always just take, 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 you know, you really have a chance of making it work. And, and you just really, you know, respect your partner and, and, uh, and all of the good things that they bring to the table. And like I said, if you're both working towards like a common goal, you know, like, you, of course, you're going to excel because you're, you're both you're in it together, right? I think too, um, for Ryan and I can't speak for him, Ryan, if you're listening to this, tell me if I'm wrong later. Um, <laughs> so Ryan's mom was a full-time stay-at-home mom, but she was working so mm -hmm. hard at advocating for full-time stay-at-home parents to be noted as an actual job. Like she had started this little organization to get like oh. benefits for the parents. Like, so he was, he grew up around a stay-at-home parent who was like, no, this is a freaking job and we need to be recognized for it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that also obviously transcends into our dynamic because he grew up around it. However, like definitely if you do grow up around, you know, where you don't see that, it can just be thought as, well, this is what you do. This is what the mom does. Mm-hmm. She has kids and gives up everything for them, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is hard to break yeah. because that's where mom guilt comes in. I it still does. struggle with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? A, a really good friend of mine, her and her partner, like they have a great relationship and she is like, she's a full-time working mom. Um, She's one like just a, she's just kicks ass in the, in the workforce and they both do and they both support each other. But like, I know, you know, when it comes to default, it still defaults to her. So I don't know if this is just, you know, does it just go back to like man, woman, you know, like the, um, you know, typically the, the, the moms are the more nurturing, you know, the caregiving, like, is, is that what plays a part in it? I don't know. <clears throat> I or, think or it does. It just, I, I've yeah. thought about this too. Like, I honestly just think as women, um, we are the caretakers. We, mm-hmm. that it like evolutionary, like speaking, like that is what we do. We nurture, right? We make yeah. sure that the, the home base is well oiled so that when our gatherers, the providers come home, like it's there that we can, I, I just think, yeah, it's in mm-hmm. our, it's ingrained in us when we are born. Cause even if you watch like the dynamics of children, sometimes play out in such they're in their innocent way they gravitate towards those those yeah. roles yes I was I was going to ask you and you might not be able to answer but you might have some insight so I was listening to the to the episode with your your brother-in-law who is now like did, like does the daddy daycare or whatever so did did was there a shift in in that uh partnership like did he like was she was your was she the default parent and now he is or like what happened like what's the dynamic there? I I was like oh, I would really like those two to come wonder. on, Adam Kristen. Yeah, this is your call out to come on together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was a little bit of a shift, but I don't know the whole ins and outs to be honest. Like he did the yeah. drop offs and the pickups, but I also know Kristen knew a lot of when what day was what day and refer to him so I think it was like a a blend ish right but I can't actually speak to that so therefore Kristen yeah. and Adam are gonna have to come on because now you got to answer a question that I can't answer right there we go I just I was curious because I, I you know back to the like the the mom and the dad and just the natural way of things but when that sh- when that shift happens when that role changes and it reverses does it also reverse the defaulting you know um, I know sometimes it doesn't. I'm curious. I know mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't only from other people. Okay. So I do know sometimes where there was the stay-at-home parent who basically just kept the kids alive, which I mean is a must. And at the end of the day, if we all keep our kids alive, we've accomplished a goal here. But yes, the person yeah. that was working outside, like when switch was 100% still default all the way. And begged. Yeah. And I think we should take this one step closer, one step further. And I'd like to know what happens in like same sex relationships. Mm, like what yeah. happens with that? Like who's the default 
Yes. There. Mm-hmm. This is a series. This is a series. Come on, people. Applications are open. Be Kendra. Take a leap and say, I need to be on this. Right? Come on, people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's scary. Just because I think it. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I think this topic, it's, I mean, it's very, it can be very controversial and it just morphs into so many different avenues Mm -hmm. within, you know, marriages and relationships and partnerships and you know, I, it's, I'm just, I am, I'm really, really curious to know who I'm, yeah, I'm laughing at you eating a biscotti. <laughs> um, just for everyone, Kaylin came on looking very senior again with her cat glasses, a cup of coffee and her biscotti. And yeah. I look like a hip grandma today though. Cause I'm wearing tie dye. <laughs> um, no, I think default parent, it is a, such a controversial cause it can be, there's a lot of negativity that it can hold when you're not like mm-hmm. you were saying how there, you weren't in a partnership and that yeah. leads to a lot of resentment and, or like yeah. the partner who's not the default parent can maybe feel like they're being resented or they're not holding up their end because it's their children too. Like it, it can snowball into a very yeah. big and make people like clench it- up. Totally. And it did snowball. I mean, and like, this is basically how it went was I felt like I'm not getting any help. And he's feeling like he doesn't need to help because he, you know, makes all the money and and does his contribution that way. And it's like, okay, you know, this is also a conversation that I guess we should have had (laughs) because, you know, before it was too late. Um, I think coming back to that, like really clear communication and and, uh, really like, you know, defined expectations. So like we had them in the beginning. Yes. My, my role is I will stay home. I will raise the kids. You know, I will look after all, all the things, which was great. That was my job and I did it well. But then when I got another job, you know, that job doesn't just cease to exist. Now you're just like piling it on and uh, it's exhausting and it doesn't, it doesn't end at the end of the day. You know, I, (laughs) He might kill me. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this or if anyone that knows him will listen to this, but there were mornings, you know, I'd be getting ready for work, getting the kids ready for school. And it's like chaos, you know, I'm like running around, like yelling and, and uh, like, come on, get your backpack, get this. Did you get your lunch? Where's your school papers? And, you know, I'm like, oh fuck. And he's like sitting where I am now, actually just sipping his coffee, you know, enjoying his morning. And I'm just like infuriated completely infuriated I'm thinking how is this fair you know anything getting ready to go on holidays anything it's like you know he's like what's taking you guys so long well you've just packed yourself you know and I know this is a common this is a common thing for a lot of people there's probably a lot of people going oh yeah I yep that's me right where like you have to get yourself ready get all the kids ready pack all their stuff and it's just like man like jump in at any time and just lend a hand you know It'd be great. So yeah, there was, there was a ton of resentment and like, and I, you know, I, and I did ask for help and it's just like, was just kind of met with resistance. It was just like, you know, he was willing to die, you know, on that cross. And so was I, and it was just like, then like, you're just fighting each other and it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just shit. (laughs) Yeah. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. too, like, like I was saying, I sometimes just don't think it crosses the minds of certain people like oh and also Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm fucking efficient. When we have to go somewhere, like I know how to get us out the door. Give me five kids. No problem. I will get us out the door very efficiently because I do it all the time. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes, sometimes I find myself, I get grumpy, but I don't ask for help because I know that I can just do it more efficiently. And then Mm -hmm. that's where I have to check myself and be like, okay, like back the truck up, take Mm -hmm. a seat. But also sometimes, yeah. I just don't think it crosses the minds of people sometimes because they don't do it day in and day Mm -hmm. out. Or maybe they think like, oh, they've got it under control. They do it so well. I don't know. But like when you specifically ask for help and it's meant like met with resistance, it's just like that's shitty and you're now not capable of this and you're letting our business down. Your yeah. shit business partner. You yes, got to go. If I were to ask Ryan, I need your help, and he flat out looked at me and said no, I'd be like, Pardon? You come again? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, that mm-hmm. would be a very that'd be a shitty yes. It's like you and me with this podcast. It's like, you know, you asked me to do something like create a link today. Did I? No. But like <laughs> but you did. I was like, so are you going to like send me a link or like, what's that? Like, oh shit. Yep. Honestly. I, uh, yeah. I FaceTimed or Snapchat. <laughs> I was like, hi, I'm just cleaning up the studio. Can you make the link email? I get home, log in my email. I'm like, oh, Kaylin. <laughs> but also Kaylin, I know who you are. I'm not. And you know who I am. So you were probably like, yeah, I'm going to get that link. But if I don't, Mel's got it. She'll get it. And like, five seconds and out to me and it's fine well, I I went to make the link and then I as I was making a link I got an email and I was like god damn it Mel <laughs> let me do something <laughs> but no it is it is a partnership and when you like when you're like hey I need this done I do it and vice versa and we pick up the slack and everything like that so it is good but like mm-hmm. I hear what Kendra's saying is just being like you know there was so much expectation put on her and then when she reaches out for help um she's just still left to drown mm-hmm. and that's that's hard because then i think it also chips away at your self-worth because then you start comparing yourself to all of the other moms around you i'd imagine and be like well they have it all together like they can do it why can't i and like maybe he shouldn't help me because he does have a good job and blah 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 and like is this on me and I'm sure that that's a little bit of a spiral. It's it's tricky, um, you know, because like I said, he he was a very hard worker, is a very hard worker, um, you know, and it's it wasn't like it was an easy like gravy job either. Like I mean, it was physical physically uh, hard. Like he he did work hard, um, but like where at what point then? Like I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Shit. I think you were going to um, say at what point does you're like something with helping yeah like it's yeah yeah thank you Mel. I was um at what point does that like yeah cancel out his his um ability or willingness to to be like so I'm not saying this very well you know his job is one thing but then when it comes to like the family unit you know how do you separate like why are the two separate you know or why does he why do certain people feel like then they don't have to contribute in that way? Like, 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Story. Right, the doorbell rang and Raya was like, Mom. Well, I just had to go um, check. No. But uh, I do okay. agree. Defaulting. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, I think that's a real big societal thing because if you think back to the video, like leave it to Beaver, right? She stayed home, she, it, the white picket fence. She did everything. He came home. She had his slippers and a drink for him. He sat down. Time was off. And she made the dinner. She cleaned up. She got the kids to bed and took care of him. Like that is, I think, what's been ingrained in all of our heads. And even though we're trying to change that and break the cycles we still have it stuck in our head that that is what the roles mm -hmm. are yeah 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 so it's yeah it's hard to to break past that I'm sure I know like with the, the changing times I think I think there's been a shift happening which is really nice to see um, and a lot of women are choosing to to work outside of the home and and not just have that that role you know and um like not, not everyone can do everything like we're not I mean I know like we're like super heroes but like you know <laughs> everybody needs help everybody it's it, it shouldn't be all on one person like none of it the whole thing the jobs the, the kids the the family like it should just be a partnership like I said and like when one person is only operating at like a small percentage you know the other one compensates and 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 it, you have that nice back and forth and um that's i think that's the only way that it's ever going to work and when that one person is always compensating they'll eventually burn out it's not sustainable no it's absolutely not sustainable it, it goes back to your give and take mm -hmm. like you can't be running at 100 percent all the time but you know, you can work as a partnership. Kendra. Yep. Yes. What advice would you give to someone that is just entering this field of motherhood and maybe full-on stay-at-home mom and learning how to work in a family unit partnership situation? Um, I would say first and foremost um, is uh, very clear, um, very clear and direct two-way communication. I think because even if you have all of the great, <clears throat> you know, things in line, if you don't have that communication piece with your partner, like it's all for nothing anyway. Like I think you have to be able to have the conversation of what your expectations are, what their expectations are, you know, um, mutual strengths, mutual weaknesses. Um, like I said, treat it like a business. I mean, not in the fact of like, there's like no love or, or anything like that. Like that's all important. But I mean, like I said, when you, when you both know what your common goal is together, you know, and you can figure out what your core values are together, um, then, you know, you have, you have a fighting chance. And to make sure that you pick a partner that, um, you know, where you have shared values, because, it, I mean, I, 
I was really young and I, I didn't even understand. I mean, this was never a conversation, you know, growing up, these were never things that were talked about these, you know, you just kind of like, were in a relationship with someone and you just kind of went through the motions and then maybe you got married, maybe you had a kid, you know, but there was really never for me anyway, there was never, um, like a, a really good, um, solid example of, of a, of a good partnership. You know, I had no idea. And it took me till like getting divorced and going through it myself to figure out what's actually really important to me and, and what I would now look for going forward. Um, another thing is, um, you know, I don't know to think for a minute. That's, I mean, that's a good jumping off point. Um, and to always be able to state what you need. Like if you can't ask for what you need, then you can't be upset if they aren't giving it to you. You know, like nobody is a mind reader. You have, and I, I mean, I struggled with that for a long time. And then, you know, then I did ask for what I need. And then, you know, if you're feeling like your needs aren't being met, I mean, that's something that you have to really examine and, and, and make a decision for yourself. You know, it's like, it's very important that you both keep your autonomy and, and support each other in your individuality, in your own you know, versions of yourselves, but also to be able to, to come together and, and, you know, build this, this great, um, this great thing, you know, that kind of went on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally lost. It. I was like, oh, shit. No, it was perfect. Yeah. I anyway. Just love, I just love your advice and going on to like, um, I just, I heard one of my friends gave me really good advice the other day. She heard it from her client and she said that like picking your partner in life is one of the most important things that you will ever do. And you need to do it wisely because they are responsible for 80% of your happiness or 80% of your misery. Mm -hmm. And so you got to choose wisely. And I think that like, you know, there's so many quotes that like, nobody's in charge of your happiness, blah, blah. You got to create it yourself. But when you're living with someone you can have the best intentions of having a fabulous day but their energy can just mm -hmm. throw it off course and yeah and like Kendra I know that we could talk to you for about four and a half hours because <laughs> you have lived a life and this May you've been in my life for 10 years just a fun I fact know. that's <laughs> crazy hey and and you have just been such um we're so similar in so many different ways but you you lived out your life and you're like this is not gonna happen to you Kaylin <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I know when you told me that you were going to New Zealand I was like thank god I, mean, I was like this is the best news I mean I was sad because I only get to see you like this way now but um so happy for you because I'm like just go just go get out of here please <laughs> go do please. go do some things yeah just get the fuck out of here go live some life you know yeah it's yeah 10 years holy shit yeah okay so where I was going with this yeah. is like yeah did we talk about your important thing that you wanted to mention yet yeah a few of them I just okay. secretly flipped the page in my notebook <laughs> There was one thing, though, that I did wanted to say. 
<clears throat> when when you asked me what like what advice would I have? So I was doing some reading and just for me, like I mean, not just today, but I mean, you know, I I try to research and and I've been really trying to understand myself more, right? Because that if I don't know really what what's important to me, how am I going to know? going into a, a next relationship what you know what to even look for so I, I the three uh, they call it the three c's of a really great partnership the first one obviously is communication right make sure that it's effective um like I think if you feel like you can't be open and honest and totally transparent with your partner like you know if you're feeling like you always have to um it, like if you feel like you can't authentically show up as yourself then uh that, that's a that's an issue you know then they're they're not your person um you should never ever have to ever compromise that whatsoever um the other one is uh collaboration um and you know and I thought about this in just everyday life and at work and you know when you collaborate with your teams your grade teams or you know any other department I mean why wouldn't why wouldn't you do that with your partner like why why you should have I think it's important to have like maybe not daily check-ins, but, you know, like have check-ins with each other. Like, how are you feeling? Um, even like Van and I, like my, my one kid, when it was like COVID, we would have, we would like meet up at the end of the day, you know, and be like, okay, let's do, let's do a mental health check-in. Like, how are you feeling today? You know, like what, what went wrong for you today? What went right for you today? Is there anything I can do to like help you feel better? Or like, you know, and I'm thinking, man, we should be doing this in all avenues of life. And I think in a, in a partnership with your partner, you know, that's a great, a great way to, to check in with each other and say like, you know, how's it going? Like, are you feeling overwhelmed? Is there anything I can do to help? Like, is there anything, you know, that I'm not doing that you need to talk about? Like sometimes I think you get so caught up in the day to day and, and you forget, you know, what's kind of weighing you down. And then, you know, it's like, they say like, it's not even really the weight of the things, but it's like how long you're carrying it for. Right. And if you don't feel like you have ever have the opportunity to, to set it down, you know, then I mean, it's going to crush you eventually the weight of, of the things is going to, to crush you for how long you have to hold it. And the other thing I think is like the commitment to each other and to, to the common goal like that. That is the thing is like, what is our common goal? You know, is it I mean, and it could be like it could be like big life things, you know, or like your small, your small things like, okay, we're going to, we want to really go on this trip. So what do we need to do together? You know, who's going to do what to make that a reality, you know, or like, you know, in our 20 year plan, we want to be retired and you know, this and that, like, I mean, it's like, it's a partnership, like you have to, you know, commit to each other and, and, and hold up your end of the bargain, really. That's all. <laughs> For now. <laughs> I hope everyone had their pens and papers, but if not, can you just repeat the three C's again, Kendra? Uh, all right, here we go. Communication, collaboration, commitment. Boom. Boom. I like those three. A hundred percent. Those three. So true. Like, mm -hmm. like bang on. Where'd I you read so. that? I Oh, frick. I don't know. Probably on like Google or something. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, they sound know. great. Wherever you got them, I like yeah. them. <laughs> if, I, if I find the, the author or the doctor or something, I'll make sure to note it so that they don't sue me. Or... 
It's those are not my words. Those are, that's my interpretation. Um, if I ever decide to get married, I think that I'll just make me and my future husband just go through a business course together. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? When we got married, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but we it was important to him that we get married in a church for whatever reason. And so if when you do that, you have to go to marriage counseling or like not marriage. It's called marriage prep with the pastor. And it's actually it's not a bad thing. It's very smart. It kind of goes through the seven major topics of divorce and you kind of cover them all of like, okay, um, you do this questionnaire and it kind of spits out, you know, where you, um, where, where you agree and where you differ. And, um, uh, and it covers everything from like finances, roles and responsibilities, like all the things. And it's very, it's very smart and people should do that because that is a way of having that clear, concise, you know, definitive um, understanding of each other and what you think, you know, of what each of your expectations are for each other in all of those different aspects. So like I said, I mean, and it was, and it worked in the beginning until there was a shift until, you know, then I took on base, I guess, call it a second job, you know, and then you just, when you don't feel supported and you don't feel like, um, you know, understood or, or appreciated or, you know, you feel like you're taken for granted and he could probably say the same thing that he felt taken for granted. And, you know, uh, it was a lack of communication. It was just lack of everything. And it was just a recipe for disaster. So, so, yeah. so you've went through a lot of transitions. So you were like stay at home mom mm-hmm. and um, job and mom. Mm-hmm. And now you're single parenting. Mm-hmm. You want to get into the single parenting one? You got any knowledge on any, any words on that one? It was uh, honestly for me, it almost got easier. And this is why, because I just removed um, the piece that was, uh, you know, driving me crazy, honestly, <laughs> like the part that was bringing all the resentment and stuff. You know, nothing, that's the only thing that changed. I still did everything and, you know, but now I didn't have to be pissed off about it all the time. I don't know if that makes sense. That's pretty much as as simple as it's going to get. You know, I just, I was like, yeah, I mean, the only difference in my life that, I mean, I like everything changed, but nothing really changed. You know, I, I'm still going to work full-time I'm still doing all the things but now I don't have to sit and watch someone you know enjoying their 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 morning while I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off you know and and uh it's more peaceful now because I I feel peaceful because that's like now I know I am I have to do everything anyway you know so it's you know you you just I'm just I mean I've always been effective I get everybody out the door and get myself to work and, you know, make sure this has, this is in place, that's in place, that's in place. And, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's more peaceful here. Yeah. And you can, you can do it in this, in the state of peace instead of walking on eggshells and just having so much anger towards someone just sipping their coffee. Yeah, I know. And I say, <laughs> I say that, but you know what? I don't, I, whatever, like I'm, I was thinking about this when I was on unfiltered coffee and I was like, very filtered and um and I thought this time no I'm not I'm not doing it because that was my reality 
And, you know, there's always two sides to every story. And I'm sure he will tell his own side of the story. And it's just as valid, you know. Um, But that that's how I felt in those moments. I felt I felt like I was on my own, which is a really shitty thing to feel when you're in a marriage or a partnership. You know, so then I, I was like, well, what's like, what's the point, really, you know? Like, what are we doing here? And, you know, like, I've, I've watched all of these transitions in your life. I mean, not the super early ones, but um, mm-hmm. I can tell that you've done your healing because you, how you talk about this situation. Like, just for our listeners, um, she went through fucking hell. <laughs> she's really sugarcoating this. <laughs> Because she's on the other side. And so, like, if you are in a partnership where you're just like, I don't know um, what's happening here. And this is just this is just awful. A lot of people can relate, but it's just hard to talk about it because you don't want to talk badly about anyone. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I think that honestly. Kendra, like watching you go through everything and seeing the strong person that you are on the other side and how fast you really just like found yourself and your peace has been oh it's just been so rewarding as a friend to watch you go through this and be on the other side of it yeah it's you know when you're when you're in it oh man it's (laughs) it feels like it's never going to end. I mean, it was, it was a long struggle and all of the things that come up and the emotions and the feelings and, Oh, it's like a tidal wave. And then you like look back and, and you're like, Holy, I, I think I made it through, you know? And, and it is, it's such a feeling of peace and calm and like we're coming up a year, like, um, it's it's significant to me because it was Thanksgiving last year and it was like in a week span, not even a full week, like close to like an extended weekend, let's say. It was like, I, I thought, what the fuck is going on? Like, honestly, universe, I have had enough. Like, I cannot take anymore, you know? Um, my stepdad had just got diagnosed with cancer and my grandma was like dying and we had an an incident on Thanksgiving Sunday where I ended up having to call the cops and and uh it was just it was a freaking nightmare and then my grandma died the next morning and uh, like I I just felt like my truck had broke down and I felt literally like I usually like Kaylin you know me I usually kind of keep my shit together most of the time you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, here's another kind of crappy thing where we're going to work through it. And it's not great, but you know, I can manage it. I was at a point where I was not managing. I couldn't, I, I was forced to ask for help. And even it, it was so beautiful to see the people that showed up, you know, even when I couldn't ask for help and like, you were one of them, like I was just, I was drowning, you know, and it was, I look back because that's coming up here right away. I look back from that time to where I am today. Oh man, it's been a freaking journey. 
yeah, but rewarding for sure. I bought her a lotto tickets and supper, and I said, your your luck has got to change, my friend. <laughs> and I was just, like, so grateful and thankful because it's, like, you know, you just need those little glimmers of these amazing people and moments, you know, and it's a really, really good reminder that there's so much good in the world and love and, you know, how, you know, we're totally switching, switching topics here, but, you know, it brings me back. One of the, the greatest tools uh, practices that I found was gratitude. And it's like in its simplicity, it's just uh, mind boggling how people don't do it more because of how, how, how much it can change your life and your outlook. And it's just such a simple practice, but you know, I know I'll, after some days I'll, I'll be like, why am I feeling so shitty? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like let's focus on what's good here. You know, and there, there is always good. There is always something good. So yeah. Anyway, it's, that was way off topic, but um, I don't yeah, think that was off topic because okay. you can just bring that right back on days where you're feeling overwhelmed because in burdened by all the invisible tasks, take a moment, take a breath and let's think about what's a win. Like some yeah. days I have at the end of the day, I have to sit back and I have to be like, okay, how did I win today? There's got to be something I want to because I need something now. And it could be yes. as little as like, we got to school on time. Win. I, so I think that falls right back. So it's not on topic. Interweave. Right. Perfect. I do want to backpedal yeah. for a quick second here um, with okay. like when last Thanksgiving, when like shit hit the fan for you. I mm-hmm. honestly, looking back now, I really think that that was the universe saying like, here is damn near rock bottom and you are going to be forced to call on your tribe because you never have Mm -hmm. and I think that when you are um in a relationship where you ask for help and constantly get denied you just believe that and I mean your childhood Mm -hmm. too you know you're super independent and everything like that so like it was like here's your people I put them in your life for a reason and I got Mm -hmm. you (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I have to plug in my phone cause it's going to die. I even had it fully charged. Um, yeah, I, I was, that was a really beautiful thing for me because, you know, everyone tells you like, you know, you know, I've got you, I've got you. And I think, um, you know, this goes back to the whole trust thing and, and not having that. Oops. Did I do something? Am I still there? Okay. Um, to, to have to rely on people and, and then when they like come through for you, it's like, I, I, that wasn't a common theme in my life ever. And it was, it was really difficult to, um, let people show up for me. Uh, cause I was just so afraid, you know, to let myself be vulnerable and, and be hurt. And, um, you know, there's always, that always is a possibility, but it's like the other option was just so, just so nice to see. And, and I am so grateful and lucky and I have some really, really good people in my corner. Yeah. So it was, (laughs) yeah, it was the universe was saying, listen, listen up, bitch. (laughs) Like, 
you got to reach out. You got to do it. And yeah, and it's good. It was, it, I just, I think back and I think, holy man, like, I'm just so thankful. Just so thankful. And someone asked me, like, what's your favorite holiday? And I always say Thanksgiving. And they're like, why? So because it's the only holiday where the only, the only thing about it is, is, is to be thankful. You know, there's no presents, there's no gifts or like hidden candies around the house. Like it's just about gratitude, you know, and uh, I am grateful, very grateful for all of the good things in my life. Mm -hmm. All right. One more question for you. Okay. What would you tell someone that is just beginning the divorce process or considering it? <laughs> Get a lawyer. <laughs> that was a big gulp there. That was a big <clears throat> swallow. You're like, God yeah. damn it, Keelan. Too soon. Oof. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. No, honestly, you know, it's everyone I think goes into it with the best intentions. You know, you do, you want to be respectful of this person that you had built a whole life with. That's like the other father of your children, father, mother, whatever. Um, you know, you go into it with hope, thinking that, um, you know, you can do it amicably. And some people can, you know, I'm not saying that you can't. And I, I really thought that we could. <sighs> we could not. <laughs> it's there's so much, um, just so much stuff. You know, emotions are high, um, the hurt, uh, the anger, it's just, you know, just that's what, that's what lawyers are there for. You know, they take the emotion out of it. And probably the best advice I got was from a friend of mine. And she said, this is a business deal. You are breaking up the business. It's a partnership. You know, this is, you're in 50-50. That's it. That's the way that it goes. And it's like, okay, yeah. So when you flip back to that mindset, because um, it's so easy to go tit for tat, uh, you know, the blame game, it's it's just a, it's a nightmare, really. It's not a fun process. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through um, and, and going through with kids and trying to, to take the high road. And, you know, I know there was moments where I, you know, like to to try to um maintain your integrity and and keep the kids you know functioning and you know when you know the other parent is sometimes not being like on the level you know there's days where I wanted to just be like no because your dad's a fucking you know whatever but you can't do that it's 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 hard to find to find the grace and the, the the calm and to just keep your cool, you know, but it's like, they did not choose this. I have to keep them like, that's, here's my other piece of advice. Keep the kids clean. You know, they do not need to be known your business. I mean, unless it's like about personal safety or something like that, but I mean, they don't need to carry your burden for you. Um, in saying that though, there is an age appropriate time. I think when there are things that maybe have happened and if they have questions, um, to be honest, I didn't want my kids to ever for their whole like life. I basically glossed everything over. And like my oldest was like, mom, I had no idea like, it was that bad. You know, I like, I remember my childhood being happy and I was like, good. Cause then that means I did my freaking job. You know, like I don't want, I didn't want you to have to, to know what was like going on underneath it all. 
you know, up below the surface. But at the same time, you know, I also didn't want them, like I was, you know, asked a question and, you know, I had hid, hid it from them for the whole time. And, you know, Noah said like, mom, you know, did dad cheat on you? And I was like, well, I mean, and it was like through text message and I'm like, you know, how about, do you want to grab a coffee? I'll come pick you up. And then, you know, we never really did have the conversation, but like he got his answer without really getting the answer. And for a long time, nobody knew, you know, the kids didn't know that that had happened. And, and, uh, but I'm like at the point where I like, I'm not, I'm not going to openly talk about it, but if they ask me, I'm not going to lie to them because this happened in my life and it is part of my story and I am allowed to tell it. And I haven't told it for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I'm tired of, of being silent about it because it's not serving me any good. And it's, you know, I, I need them to know, like, you know, I, I did try everything, you guys. Like, I really tried to keep everything together. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think that that's a beautiful lesson for your kids to see, too. Like, if it's not working, it's okay to leave. Like, there's no shame in that. If you don't feel like you're being mm-hmm. respected in any kind of relationship, like mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. To leave. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, I think divorce rate has like been on the rise for decades now. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially with society now, it's, it's even more, but um, mm-hmm. like I said before, I'm not, I'm not advocating to like leave your marriage, but you know, circling back to to the defaulting and the and the parent and the roles and responsibilities and like your self-worth and it's like you know it's important that you that you make that a priority in your life you know and you don't need to feel bad for asking for what you need and what you think you deserve Mm -hmm. absolutely not and if you if if you're not getting that um you know then you need to question and 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 make changes you know and maybe it doesn't mean getting divorced maybe it means like going to therapy before it's too late um you know I don't know yeah and like even if someone is considering divorce and listening to this um conversation and you're like it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done like absolutely but the peace that's waiting on the other side is so rewarding like you just got to choose your heart right like what kind of heart do you want in this life and my heart will never be that anxious feeling inside of no. my being anymore ever no. I'll never go back to that as soon as I feel that I'm like Mm-mm, you're disrupting my peace and I can't do this yeah yeah like what do they say if it costs you your peace it's too expensive right and uh yeah like I I I will be very um very much more aware and in tune with uh things that I'm looking for qualities um you know, and I, like, I, <laughs> I think I sent you that meme. It's like, you're in competition with me now because I like myself that much that like, you have to be better than I. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, you have to, you have to really just advocate for your, yourself and your peace. And, and it is, it's, it's a hard process, but if you know, I mean, and you do know, you really know deep down, and listen to your intuition, listen to your gut. That's, you know, that'll be your driving force for sure. Yeah. And just, just, you know, maintain uh, exactly who you are. You know, at the end of the day, I, I never swayed from, from who I am through this whole process. And uh, 
you know, we, we were getting back to a place of, of, um, kind of common ground where we're not hating each other. And, you know, we still do have three shared children and, and, uh, you know, it's important to try to keep that peace. But if, if you're met with resistance on all ends, like, you know, you, you just live your life. <laughs> the rest, it does fall into place. It really does. I am a huge believer in that. I've, I've, I'm witness to it. I, I have lived it. You know, the universe does have your back 100%. It really does. When you're living your life from a place of authenticity and, and you're being genuine in who you are, like you, things will align for you and it will work out the way that it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I saw you write something down, Mel. Were you writing notes or <laughs> no? No, it was all covered. We're good. No, we're good. But I think too, like, um, I did not have children with this gentleman, but repeating to yourself, I matter. I matter too. I matter too. Cause I find sometimes when you're in the trenches of that um dark partnership, that negative partnership depending on what words, but you truly start to believe that you don't matter and maybe I can't Mm -hmm. get better and maybe there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? And like stepping Mm -hmm. back out and being like, I matter too. I deserve to be happy. I am worth happiness and love. I should feel safe in my partnership. I should feel open Mm -hmm. in my partnership. If you don't feel Mm -hmm. safe, if you do not feel safe to be who you are, to fall into the arms when you their arms when you are sad or when you are scared that is not the relationship for you you're right you matter you a hundred percent matter and you just got to mm-hmm. keep telling yourself because there will be like again different scenarios but you will there will be times where you want to fall back into it because it seems easier or they will say something and give you hope so you're like oh I'll go back and you just got to keep mm-hmm. saying no I matter I matter, I matter, I matter. Yeah. And a beautiful analogy that came into my brain for this is like, honestly, Kendra, when you were when you were in the thick of it, it was like you're in the ocean and you were freaking drowning. And like he was just like paddling around with his lifeboat. And it would it would have been so much easier if you would have just jumped on it. And then you were like, but instead you didn't jump on it. You said, fuck that. I'm gonna just become a better swimmer. And you just kept on treading water and you kept your head above water. And then now you're just like chilling on a yacht, you know, in all your peace, reading your books, <laughs> doing your research, hanging out with yourself on your own private mm-hmm. yacht, you know, like, yeah. and I think it always is in our brain that is like, they just wear us down so far that we, that it seems like they're our only saving grace, but you just you just become a stronger swimmer eventually and you're just like fuck you and your shitty little lifeboat (laughs) yeah yeah that comes back to the that um you know are you going to choose courage or are you going to choose comfort you know courage is it's scary and it's unknown and you know but i mean there's a reason why you know it's it's courageous because you're doing it anyway you have no idea what is going to happen but you know that the comfort is not where it's at, you know, 
you have to take that step. You have to take that leap and, and make the change. And it is worth it. You do come out the other side and it's beautiful. And I, I think that a lot of people that come on and share their story is because they've already worked through it. And I just want to say a disclaimer here because I think um, when I was in the thick of things and, you know, you like hear a relatable story and then you think to yourself, well, it was so easy for them. They don't understand. But like the thing is, is like when someone's sharing their story like this, they don't go into every single shitty detail. Like we're not here saying that if you make big life transitions, if you are going to choose courage, it's not easy. And like by Kendra, Kendra just summed up 20 years of her life in an hour. Like this isn't, this isn't how the real world world works. You know, like there was so much struggle, but what we're Mm -hmm. promoting here is like hope within those struggles of just being like, if Kendra can do it, I can too. (laughs) You really can. Cause I, for a long time, I thought like, there's no way I can do this, you know, and, and you, you can't do it. And, uh, and you will do it and you will get through and it's, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Final thoughts, Mel? No, I'm just happy you came on because as usual, it just spiraled into other things, which I think are worthy (laughs) of topics and talking about and at the end of the day you matter i just like that moral of this episode you matter that's what i'm going to sum it up as yeah okay perfect because yeah thanks yeah kendra it's great to have (laughs) you on thanks for having me on again i was i was really excited for this one because i feel like i'm i'm the same person but i kind of feel like i've got like a renewed sense of like i don't know i just thought like i i don't know i feel like confidence yeah you know you and it feels it feels great and hopefully um all it took for me honestly I mean no not just all it took for me but sometimes it's just that that one saying or that one person sharing a detail where you can resonate and be like oh my god you know and it just really kind of is the definitive moment of, of you coming to a major breakthrough or making a huge change in your life and and just something that gives you that boost, that courage to, to take that next step. Um, that happened for me. And hopefully, I mean, if, if it even helps one person in the world, I mean, then it's great. You know, then I feel like it's not all for nothing, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how we, you know, that's how we, you know, we share our stories and that's, that's, that's life right there. That's, that's life is art, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah thank you Kendra I appreciate you coming on and um, well thanks for having me yeah all right Mel I'm not gonna mess this one up (laughs) drum roll thanks for stripping with us stay weird